Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to the other identity. As always, I am one of your hosts, the great Landis, Robbie Landis, along with my cohort and uh, partner in crime, Professor Awesome, a.k.a. Ben. Ben, how's it going? Hey, man. I like cohort. That's a good word. Let's use cohort more frequently. Partner in crime. That's right. We've been... Uh, Gotta rip- mix it up, man. Yeah, we've been ripping off banks and liquor stores across the country. If you see anything... <laughs> Uh, if you see anyone who looks like us, it's not us. Don't take us in. No, I'm doing good, man. You know what? I feel like I feel like if that's the case, we should probably come up with our villain alter egos as well. That's something that we should uh, we should think about. The best type of villain is not far off from the hero, so I think it will not be that far. But yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's been a wonderful week. How are you doing, sir? Doing well, doing well. Uh, finally started to uh, to catch up on uh, some of the comics. Taking a little bit of a break here over the uh, the past few. As the next the next things I have on my plate are uh, are kind of meaty. Uh-huh. You know, I mentioned last week uh, uh, the prelude to Secret Empire. Ah, uh, yes, Secret Empire. Yep, uh, and and I've also kind of been holding back on finishing up the uh, DC Rebirth Challenge, which I actually just started. Uh, Midnighter and Apollo, which yeah. is another sort of short uh, uh, six run Saw series. That. I am so impressed with it, though. It is so good. It, it, it might be something that, that I talk about next week after I finish it up. But uh, what about you? What have you been reading recently? Well, right before this call, I finished the first arc of Justice League from Rebirth. Uh, that is... is is that the one with the the ancient uh, the kindred? Yes, the Extinction Machines by mm-hmm. uh, writer Brian Hitch and one of my favorite artists, Tony Daniel. That was a treat. Uh, I. I'm going to reserve judgment on Justice League a little bit. I There are elements I really like. There are elements I really didn't catch me. I noticed that in the fifth issue, which I read today, and in the earlier issues, I really like the human moments. Like whether that's Superman talking to his family, Aquaman of all people using a little bit of humor, or, and I know you love this, uh, the stuff with Barry and Jessica. Yes. I really got into that, but the whole super serious... Batman, Cyborg, Wonder Woman, hey, everything's end of the world. I don't know. I just feel like I feel like I've 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 had enough of that in my lifetime as a comic book fan that I don't <laughs> need more of it. I don't need these dour, grimacing figures. I want more I, I love I love the more human Superman of the rebirth era. I love Barry Allen being more down to earth. I love Jessica Cruz. I want more of that, less of the Batman monologues. I mean, I, I, I feel bad. We already bagged on Batman last week. You but did. Yeah, I'm really in a anti-Batman place. But um, yeah, that's one thing I'm reading. And then the other thing I'm uh, I'm starting on is I, I, I caught up as far as I could in Marvel Unlimited on Immortal Hulk. I'm still a few issues behind you on that. But I jumped into Tanahasi Coates' Captain America, which has been phenomenal. And if you're a fan particularly of the... Uh, the Winter Soldier film, which had kind of a 70s spy aesthetic to it, that is very much present in this Captain America. And I know that you have said to me, you're kind of struggling to find that Captain America in the comics who resonates with you as much as uh, Chris Evans' interpretation does. He's he's not as as light. I've I've never read a Captain America in the comics that is as likable as Chris Evans' Captain America is on screen. I'm not sure if Ta-Nehisi Coates' Captain America is going to be that for you because it's very much... And I would recommend to you checking this out following Secret Empire because it's very much picking up on Secret Empire. But... I think it might be something different that you'd like. I just don't. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm going to take some time over the next week to try to think what's the Captain America that you would really enjoy, and maybe in a few mm-hmm. weeks we'll do a Captain America episode. 
Okay. Uh, well, I am actually uh, uh, mentioning Secret Empire. Did obviously finish up the prelude, which kind of sets everything up. The prelude basically ends with the reveal uh, of Cap saying Hail Hydra. Mm. And um, I, honestly, I think the thing that I like the most from the setup is I think the Cosmic Cube might be one of my favorite MacGuffins from the Marvel Universe. You know, obviously, you know, the way they used it in, in the MCU is it ended up being the Space Stone. Right. Uh, back in Ultimate Universe, uh, the Cosmic Cube is actually created by Reed Richards. Yep. And it's used by Thanos to invade Earth. And then when Reed finally gets his hands back out to stop Thanos, he programs it in a way to where the first person who touches it gets whatever they truly desire, which for Thanos is death. So in essence, he kills himself. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. And then they have to use a, a time travel to basically deliver the cosmic cube, which Reed never actually finished, to the hands of Thanos to kind of like complete the story arc. And then you know the, the, this idea that cosmic cubes can become sentient and a shattered version of it, you know, uh, uh, formed into a child because the shattered psyche is the most like a child's. Oh, just just that whole that whole story just just makes the most sense to me and even even that child because when it was full fully formed as the cosmic cube was basically worshiped by the red skull mm-hmm. it then wanted to go back to him because he makes it feel safe and wanted mm-hmm. just i mean i know there's a lot of silly things about it that people didn't like but the setup so far i'm actually really into so let me ask you a quick secret empire question um based on your reading so far you just got the hail hydra moment you knew yep. that you knew that was coming though right I did, yes. So I'm always very curious when someone goes back and reads a story for the first time for them, but you know the big twist. Like, when I read New Teen Titans' Judas Contract for the first time, I knew that Tara was a traitor, and I always Uh think about how that affected me. Did it impact your enjoyment of the moment that you knew it was coming, or did it still hit for you? Um... Yeah, it still hit because I didn't know exactly when it was coming. I just knew that it was. And I think one of the reasons that maybe it worked for me is, uh, you know, before when I was reading the headlines about people who weren't enjoying it, uh, it made it seem like it was trying to say, oh, he's always been this way this Mm. whole time. (laughs) And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. But right in the comics, I mean, you don't even have to wait for it. It tells you, like, no, the Cosmic Cube basically changed his history. Like, he's an alt-history cap now and because of the way that it explains this cosmic child's sort of perception of that like it worked for me so i'm not really sure why a lot of people were were hating on it at the time i think there was just a lot of there's always straining when you do something like this people and this is something i don't necessarily condone it's it's not so far that not so much the toxic fandom we've talked about in the past but this fandom entitlement of wait a minute are you telling me my favorite stories don't count anymore I think people are very trigger happy about that. And oh, I think that's that's such a dumb argument. It's silly, they, but they reset the timeline so many times. I know. Why is this one? But just suddenly as, just a as, problem. Just as way of explaining to you what the problem people had with it. And uh-huh. I was still at Marvel when this came out, so I was embedded. But I got the sense that a lot of people were like, "Oh, you're invalidating all the Captain America stories I love by saying he has this different history now." But clearly, as that's you can dumb. see, with a little with a little distance from it, it. It's a story. Stories yeah. begin, they end. You'll you get all your stuff back. Uh-huh. Uh, I think people just are very sensitive about that. That's right. That's right. Well, uh, you know, we do have a great show coming up for you today. Great show. We're actually going to be talking a little bit more about Captain America and a bunch of other uh, heroes as we are going to be welcoming back to the show. Kevin Kelly, a.k.a. The Opinion. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he's brought a lot of them today. As well, we we'll are going see. To be we'll see if it's unfortunate. 
<laughs> it's always unfortunate. We'll be seeing uh, who would win in a matchup between the Justice League and the Avengers, which will explain how we're going to go about doing this in just a moment. Hey, what's up? It's James. And Robbie. Hey, and it's Weird Beard. And we're bringing you a brand new radio show called Checkpoint XP. You don't have to be an expert, even though I am. And we're here to give you everything you need to know about the world of video games. Interviews from the biggest professionals and your everyday gamers. We've got you covered at Checkpoint XP. Whether you're a professional player or somebody who hasn't played in a while, we have something for everybody. Hang out with us at Checkpoint XP every single week on your radio. Find out where we're playing in your hometown at our website, CheckpointXP.com. So if you're looking to have some fun and talk about video games, we got the rundowns for things that matter to you. Checkpoint XP. Your home for esports and gaming. Got it that time. Yes. <laughs> Nailed it. For the latest in Overwatch League action, check out the Owl's Nest with me, Robbie Landis, and my co-host, Jake Lyon. For new episodes every Friday at CheckpointXP.com or download from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. back ladies and gentlemen to the other identity and welcome back to the show kevin kelly the opinion how's it going man howdy how's how's everybody doing today well i would be I doing my opinions ready locked and loaded wow. if i wasn't forced into this show today. I, like, I like that you guys are already talking over each other this bodes very well for the rest of the episode um kevin welcome back good thank good you to hear from you um robbie Always a pleasure. Uh, of course. <laughs> so listen, I'm going to kind of take over as far as QBing this uh, little segment. So growing out of a debate the two of you had on Twitter, which, by the way, where can people find you guys on Twitter? Robbie underscore Landis CP. And I believe uh, Kevin's uh, handle is at Trash Opinion. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> it's ca- uh, at Kevin OMO underscore, uh, firstly. So you guys got in a Thank little you. bit of a back and forth about who would win between the Justice League and the Avengers. I believe this spawned out of Kevin talking about how people don't give the Justice League their due because they haven't had a really good movie yet. Robbie firing back with... Well, well, the Avengers would still win. I don't. Oh, hold on. I don't think that it was me firing back. Uh, uh, first of all, I think Kevin was right. I think that a lot of people were speaking out from a place of uh, being uneducated as far as the potential for the Justice League. But it was funny because I thought that Kevin was projecting the exact same back on the Avengers fans because Kevin definitely seems undereducated as far as the Avengers history and uh, potential oh. goes as well. Mm. Kevin, do you have a do you, have you a think just rebuttal? because you're right that makes you right, Robbie? Uh, I think it's because it's my show. I'm right. That's how it goes. So that brings us to today. We have constructed a little exercise. It's going to be a good old fashioned JLA versus Avengers showdown. I had Robbie and Kevin each send me their selection of seven Avengers or Justice leaders, with the only real caveat being that they had to have had some sort of significant time on the team, either on some sort of multimedia, so a 
cartoon or movie, or they need to have a significant amount of time in the comics spent on the team. So Robbie sent me seven Justice, uh, sent me seven Avengers. Kevin sent me seven Justice Leaguers. I have matched these guys up, and what we're going to do is going back and forth, alternating. You guys are going to have a minute on each matchup to plead the case of your representative. I am not going to pick winners. We are going to leave this all out there, and by the end of the episode, we will tell you guys how you can decide who the winners are. Is that clear, gentlemen? The winner, the winner will be known. We're going to have a definitive winner. Yikes. All right. Anyway. They'll, they'll hear it and they'll know. Anyways. Gentlemen, are you ready to begin? <laughs> yep. Oh. Let's rock it. Okay. We're going to go with matchup number one. And Robbie, as the uh, host of the show and senior senior member of the team, you will get to go first. And that first matchup is Quicksilver versus Cyborg. Robbie, Quicksilver <laughs> over Cyborg. Oh, Quicksilver over Cyborg. Uh, so unfortunately, yeah, I am going to have to give this one to Quicksilver. Uh, being the speedster, I don't think that uh, Cyborg, for all the tech that he potentially has, there isn't a whole lot that he's going to be able to do about Quicksilver. But the biggest downfall that a lot of the Justice League members are going to be going up against is the fact that all of them have hero syndrome. They can't kill. Whereas Quicksilver was once a member of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, and especially, uh, it was in one of the ultimate uh, 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 issues of uh, the Ultimates, the Ultimate Timeline. He had no problem going that extra distance and murdering another speedster that he was going up against. So, in the long run here, when it comes down to it, Quicksilver would do whatever it takes to win. Cyborg will not. All right. That uh, arguing ruthlessness, uh, ruthless aggression, if you will. I like that. Kevin, make a case for Cyborg. I'm about to end this man's whole career. Okay. I'm just kidding. Um, so here's my thing on, on these kind of like superhero debates is that, you know, I don't think power scaling as an anime fan is something that's prevalent here. Agreed. Um, uh, in this specific arena, I think Pose, with, with that situation, you have to use a character's individual feats, in my opinion. Um, and I think Cyborg is too durable. I don't know if, if Quicksilver has the strength in and of himself to uh, do what it takes to... to get through cyborg whatever like cyborg's what, vast defenses <laughs> yeah just pull i'm talking new 52 cyborg this is a this is mother box cyborg right so I, I i don't know if like raw power like quicksilver is is literally just fast i don't know if we can have a it, it in he's got the uh the desperation to do what he needs to do but it the, does he have the ability is is my my hang up here all right, all right, interesting. So we've got the ruthlessness of Quicksilver against the durability of Cyborg, and we'll see what our fans think. But let's move on to another matchup, a really good one here, a cosmic-level showdown here. This is one of my favorites that I put together, and that would be the Justice League's Green Lantern, who Kevin selected as Hal Jordan, versus the Avengers' Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers. Green Lantern Oof. versus Captain Marvel. Kevin, you went second last time. So you get to go first with Hal Jordan. I just want to say, like, Hal Jordan is considered, uh, to me at the very least, the Green Lantern. He is, um, you know, obviously when you look at Captain Marvel, her, I'm not as familiar enough with her her comic origin, obviously, as I am with, with the MCU origin. Robbie, I'll defer to you. Is her is her origin similar? You're uh, you're wasting your sixty seconds here, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that since Hal Jordan uh, forged his own his own power ring, uh, and the power ring is one of the single most powerful uh, 
items in all of comics, I'd say that gives him an edge. All right, Roddy, talk to me about uh, Carol Danvers. All, this, this is definitely a very good matchup, 100%. Right? Um, yes. Unfortunately, I think that when you look at both of these two characters, I think they both have incredibly indomitable wills. But here's where Carol edges out, and that is with her uh, not widely seen, especially in the MCU, binary form, where mm. she taps into the energy of a white hole. Now, for those of you unfamiliar, uh, and I don't know if this is actually real, if it was just made up within the comics, but that is the region of space between which is the exit point of a point singularity's ultimate inward collapse out of this universe and into another one. So we're talking about the point exiting out of a black hole. She can tap into that energy and channel it into her powers, which uh, I'm sorry, but I have seen tons and tons of Green Lanterns fall and the rings fly off and select somebody new. I don't think I've ever seen binary fall. Somebody did their research. Uh, we hmm. applaud that hmm. very much so. All right. Uh, huh. be interested to see where people go on that one because I think that is an interesting matchup. But matchup number three, this is one of my personal favorites. Two characters I love, two hearts of their respective teams, and that is on Robbie's Avengers side, The Vision against Kevin's Justice League's Martian Manhunter. I knew it. Robbie, start us off with The Vision. I feel like there's actually some similar powers here, too. Yeah. You know, they both yeah. have the phasing ability. Mm-hmm. Um, this is why I chose Martian Manhunter. Does Martian Manhunter have heat vision he does. as well? He does. I feel like that's Correct, very yes. similar to, to uh, uh, the the laser that uh, the vision uses from his uh, mind stone. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to it, we are talking about someone who was fused out of an infinity stone versus the last... Martian, And uh, I'm actually going to go ahead and use what you use with Cyborg here and talk about durability. Because if the Vision gets hit with flames, it might smart. But if the Martian Manhunter gets hit with flames, he's probably going to go running. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Kevin, rebuttal. I think that, like, easily this is probably the most even matchup we've had so far. Um I think when you take, like, ability for ability, pound for pound, it really comes down to who is going to be able to outwit the other. And I think Martian Manhunter being a telepath and being so, like, in tune with whatever his opponent can, like, maybe thinking at any given time, I think it it gives him the edge over. Can a telepath interface with someone that's fused with the Mind Stone? Mm, I mean, he has a brain. He has a—maybe that even may, may make him even more susceptible. Because if I've seen, I've seen the vision be manipulated, the mind stone be manipulated by other people before. Mm-hmm. Interesting, gentlemen. Three matches in. It's looking very close. Why don't we take a quick break and then we've got four more matches to go. You're listening to the other identity. Hey, what's up? I'm Robbie from Checkpoint XP. And I'm Jake from the Overwatch League casting team. And together, we're your hosts of the Owl's Nest. With the Overwatch League up and running again, we'll be bringing you all the latest from the League and within Overwatch. But it's important that we all do our part to flatten the curve by staying home during the COVID-19 outbreak. So stay home. Stay healthy. And we'll see you every Friday night on the Owl's Nest before the Overwatch League weekend. Check it out at the Checkpoint XP YouTube channel or at CheckpointXP.com. Students are playing more video games than ever, and that's not... Not a bad thing anymore. 
With Checkpoint XP on campus, you can peek into the world of college, esports, and gaming. We talk to personalities in the space like Phasix, who retired from the Overwatch League to join a college team, or thought leaders like James O'Hagan of the Academy of Esports, who's leading the charge on blending education and video games. It's not all black holes and floss dances. Games can lead to college scholarships, and we can tell you where on Checkpoint XP on campus. Welcome back, everyone. This is The Other Identity. My name is Ben Morse. Of course, my co-host is Robbie Landis. We have with us the opinion, Kevin Kelly. Robbie, before we hop back into our JLA versus Avengers, anything you wanted to note as far as the wider side of Checkpoint? Uh, well, if you haven't already, make sure that you head over to CheckpointXP.com and check us out specifically on YouTube. Uh, Weird Beard, one of the guys on our team here, has been helping to push out a wealth of content over there. Uh, everything from the Owl's Nest, which is Overwatch-focused, uh, to uh, the new Breakdown, which is a new uh, tri-weekly video, about six seven minutes in late, coming out, covering a lot of the bigger headlines that are going on uh, in both the gaming and esports world. Excellent. Great show. Excellent. Great show. Great shows all around. Everything on CheckpointXP.com is fantastic. But right now, what we're talking about is not the fantastic. We're talking about the mighty, as in the mighty Avengers versus the world's greatest super team, the Justice League. It's Robbie against Kevin. And for our fourth matchup, we've got a real marquee one here. This would main event any building in the United States or the world. And that is going to be probably the uh, most popular members of the respective teams, Batman versus Iron Man. Batman <laughs> versus Iron Man. And we are going to start with Kevin Kelly talking to us about Batman. So earlier, Robbie, Robbie spoke to me about unplugging Cyborg's <laughs> batter. And if there were ever a moment in which just shooting an EMP at somebody would just would be a kill shot, I think that it's, it's, within, it's with Batman taking on Iron um, I, I can respect Iron Man's uh, vastly superior scientific intellect. Like I will concede that to you, but I believe Batman is the most tactically genius comic book character, like in existence. And in a in a one on one fight, I'm not even going to bring in prep time or anything like that. I don't want to. I don't want to rely on the old Batman tropes. <laughs> but I do think in a fight, I think Batman is willing is going to be able to defeat Iron Man. Robbie. Okay, well, you didn't really give a whole lot of reasons why, just you think that he can. That's great. Uh, yes. EMP is interesting, and you're right. I'm sure in the 80 years that Iron Man's been around, he hasn't found a way to potentially counter an EMP. But I'm actually going to go ahead and let Batman have his prep time, because if Batman gets it, that means that Tony Stark gets it as well. And you can fit a lot more into an Iron Man suit than you can into a utility belt. And on top of that, once you exhaust the utility belt, what does Batman have? I suppose it's anything that Lucius Fox has came up for him, whereas Tony probably has five or six different things waiting in orbit to decimate Batman. Passionate words from a passionate man. It was very good. All right, let's move into the uh, next matchup, and we've got another big one here, another powerhouse display, as we are going to see the mighty Thor take on Wonder Woman. Robbie, over to you. This, I think, is probably the most even of the matches because you have two yeah. literal gods taking on one another. Um, so I'd probably say, honestly, it's probably 50-50 either way on any given day. But where I think that it comes down to it, where I think the difference is, is that Thor 
is actually a god of thunder, whereas Diana, as awesome as she is and as much as I love her, is just the daughter of. A demigod, if you will. So I think, more cases than not, that Thor, with Mjolnir, ends up edging out because he can he's the only one that can lift his weapons. You cannot disarm him, but Wonder Woman can be disarmed. Kevin, what do so you have to if, say about it? If, if we're going to talk about Mjolnir and... Of the, the specifications around that weapon specifically. Mjolnir is forged within the heart of a dying star, correct? Mm-hmm. So, I think that we can we can successfully measure the output of Mjolnir similar to that of a, of a, of a neutron, like a, a supernova. And so, knowing that, and knowing the fact that Wonder Woman has survived the event horizon of a, of a black hole, I think that she could probably take whatever, like the best of what Thor had to offer, and then still be like have enough semblance to be able to fight back and and take the best of Thor and 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 dish it back. Strong cases on both sides. I think that's going to be a Donnie Brook. I'd love to see that one. I and I would love to see Chris Hemsworth. Donnie Brook. Yeah, the real Donnie Brook. I would love to see uh, Chris Hemsworth against Gail Godot on the big screen. That would be Chef's kiss. But we got two more fights left, and this one I think is going to be very interesting. You guys are going to have to get a little creative here, and that is the Flash, Barry Allen, taking on the Scarlet Witch. Kevin, you lead us off with the Flash. I just don't understand how 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 anyone is seeing the Flash in combat in general. Um, I, again, everyone operates on a human level. The the Flash operates on a nanosecond base level. He he processes information in nanosecond like half of nanosecond like even below that so it's it's it literally incomprehensible for any for for me to 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 put the flash in a combat situation and have anyone be on equal footing with him that wasn't art like already on the speed so that's so, so that's I, like, it, it matters i'm saying it matters not uh, okay. because i wow. think he's got such a super processive can't, brain can't wait to hear what robbie has to say on this one <laughs> so let's go back to last segment when quicksilver a speedster oh no he's just fast i don't know how he's gonna do anything against a a telepath which you thought okay. would be the strength that manhunter has over the vision uh, so the Scarlet Witch, first of all, is going to be able to manipulate reality around him, take away his powers. The fact that the Flash has been outwitted by a dude with a popsicle gun, it's no contest. <laughs> the Scarlet Witch can change the way that we perceive reality. Time, something that we as humans perceive, easily change. Those nanoseconds become years. This is probably the easiest no contest match Ooh. of the entire episode. I don't think Scarlet is- Witch dominates 10 out of 10 times to Barry <laughs> Allen, who's just a dude. <laughs> the concept of time is far more like is far more man-made, but there is an actual like passage of time. Time passes by. And, and Scarlet so I feel Witch like- can manipulate that. So can so can the Flash. All right, gentlemen. Back, yeah, back and where your, does that usually get him? Crying back, over gentlemen, his mom. Back to your cor- <laughs> gentlemen. Back to your corners. No low blows, please. Um, after the bell, right? After the bell. That was a cheap shot. But we have one left. Perhaps the I biggest one it. of them I'm all. You guys so know. Aware. I knew this one was you coming. Guys, I'm so excited. You guys are aware of what is. it's come down to. You know your final argument. This could very well, given how close everything has been so far, this could be the deciding factor. Robbie, you get to go first and tell me why the Hulk is going to defeat Superman. Oh, wow. Because it's happened before. And I would like to firstly say this is probably the best matchup 
even more so than Thor and Diana. And the reason I say that it's happened before is that the Hulk is essentially the doomsday of the Marvel Universe turned into a hero. And with a lot of the new canon that we've got thanks to the Immortal Hulk, Mm -hmm. Gamma Radiation has been revealed not just as a science but also has a component of magic as well. He, he has been shown he, there. he has been shown to be able to drain radiation out of another person. And what is the power of the sun? But radiation. Kevin, what do you say to that? I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to charge up here. Hold on. I didn't expect this, honestly. <laughs> I thought this was gonna be the Doctor Strange matchup. I thought you were just gonna give me the, the, the magic so I, I I prepared for Doctor Strange. Ooh, rookie mistake. I will say, I will say. Okay, so I will say that I think the magic weakness of Superman is is a bit overstated at times because I have always interpreted it as a uh, it's not as as much of a weakness as it is a simple vulnerability. Or an I think Superman against magic. I think Superman is as a, as vulnerable to magic and the influences of magic as anyone else would be. And so I think that again, you have to consider Superman being a like vastly superior like intellectual being too in this uh, in this kind of situation. Mm. Uh, I believe that I think intellect is what is what it comes down to, and I think in a in a fight situation where Superman knows that he is matched for power, I think he I think he'll avoid a uh, a straight up slugfest and 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 take a more tactical approach. Maybe lobotomize the Hulk. Oh, man. If only the Hulk had a way to be able to access all the different personalities. Well, and oh, wait, he can do that <laughs> thanks to Immortal Hulk as well. So brains is nothing. Man, I really should. I should have. I should have listened to the last episode. <laughs> you should have. <laughs> well, gentlemen, that was what we had. Uh, all seven matchups are now out there to review. We've got Quicksilver versus Cyborg, Green Lantern versus Captain Marvel, Vision versus Martian Manhunter, Batman versus Iron Man, Thor against Wonder Woman, Flash, Scarlet Witch, and finally Hulk versus Superman. It's going to be up to you, the listeners of Other Identity, to decide who argued their side better, Kevin and the JLA or Robbie and the Avengers. Follow your heart, folks. That's all I'll say. <laughs> and yeah, that- well, I will let my, uh, my words do the convincing. But that brings us to the end of our show. Uh, any final words, Robbie? Uh, I just think that the Justice Leaguers sounds like a minor league baseball team. You're not wrong. (laughs) You're not wrong. It's not the best name. (laughs) Avengers is definitely a cooler name. Fantastic. All right. Well, everyone pay attention to uh, us on social media. Robbie underscore Landis CP. Is that right? That is right. Kev OMO and Ben J. Morse. We're all on Twitter. We will let you know and follow Checkpoint XP as well, and we'll make sure you guys know how you can vote on this JLA Avengers grudge match. But until then, Robbie, take us away with the words we say every week. That's right. Next week, catch us right here. Same other identity time, same other identity channel.